0: Washington, are clearance, Southwest 8504. Okay.
1: Well, welcome Telerotor RC. This is episode 54. We still do podcasting, we swear. Spirit Review. This is Robert Monty, and with me is Michael Shaggy Parker. We're still
2: alive, barely.
1: Mike DiPaolo. Hey, let me down, let me down, let me down come here. <laughs> Rich Sowers. <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? And Cliff Lewis.
3: Spirit and Jetty suck. Hey
4: Lamau. Hey Lamau. <laughs> hey, oh my goodness. If you have time to really tell the world your feelings on that topic.
1: Well. What we have done since the last episode other than attending an event. Or two. Or three. Three. Or four. I don't think there's been four events since uh November twenty-sixth, twenty twenty two. When we're recording believe
3: you have made us wait this long to have to record.
1: Uh, no, no, no. I I, I I, will accept three months of waiting, the other three months I'm gonna spread across all of you.
2: You yeah, suck
1: my d- I'm full of it up to my eyes. I do have brown eyes, but I am not <laughs> this entire thing. I'm
3: give you two weeks. I was sick for about two weeks and I couldn't do anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so Cliff's taking two weeks out of three months. That still leaves what, uh, ten weeks?
2: <laughs> yeah, go back and read the text.
1: Uh, I don't need Let's to figure out where it is. Anyway, go ahead. Listen to this angry little troll. The I camera
2: am kind of about my recording for six This
1: camera—you should see the camera angle. Uh, I wish we could share the camera angle with y'all. He's so short, the camera's looking down at him.
2: Oh, I've got it over my head on a freaking monitor that's bigger than me
1: that's what he says, but he's still standing up to try and reach the spot at his camera. Uh, so since the last episode, that's not event related. all I've really done is flown the, uh, protos, which, which is hanging out behind me above my head, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've done. heli related. Anyone gotten it? Who's next? Well, Shaggy's on the list.
5: Yeah, he is. And all I have written down is, Flew jet, got jet waiver, bought bigger jet, need a need to yeet jet, got other heli eater to yeet jet. So basically- You don't have anything. Yes, well, hang on. I got the jet, hang on, this is heli-related. I got the jet flying, then I decided I wanted to get a bigger turbine, bought a bigger turbine, sold, well, I haven't sold, but he has it in his possession and he has fired it up. Keith Williams now is a jet pilot. And I crashed the raw twice. Nice.
2: That's heli-related, that's okay.
5: Yep, one in the wheat at Sprinkling and then the other uh ball length yeeted off the model and it went plot and I ripped apart the uh uh what is that turf stuff? Uh Geotex and luckily they didn't notice, so I got away with it.
3: DePaulo, you see how you try to make Shaggy feel like he needs to use your words, right? <laughs> it's because I'm just- he doesn't know what yeeted really means. Come on, and man, such a, a, a
4: colorful personality when it comes to my eloquent diatribe.
5: Oh, and also I'm going to be selling a bunch of helicopters. Oh, there it is. He's going to be a yeah. jet dude now. <laughs> no, 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 Selling the R5 because speed is dead. Selling the NX4 because it's too small.
1: You have to be careful, DiPaolo. Uh Shaggy is our Ron Burgundy of the podcast. He'll read anything put in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> F- you, San Diego.
4: <laughs> I like to do the cha cha.
1: Um, yep, everybody, Shaggy's becoming a jet guy. Next, Apollo.
4: I
5: guess I'm gonna get blamed for this, huh? Hey, but I, I do it with heli style. I mean, even Apollo saw it. I was doing hurricanes, being Really
2: stupid. Yeah,
4: I'll give you that. You know, you make a little bit more and more money. Uh, more money, you might be the next. Uh,
2: I can do a f-ing hurricane a f-ing trainer. Doesn't f-ing matter. <laughs> uh, there's a level. There's a level uh, of uh, uh, risk involved. Oh yeah, wait a minute. I can do. It. Never mind. F-ing doing shit, that shit with an airplane is nothing. So that's not a f-ing hurricane. You know what? On an airplane in a big f-ing circle.
1: You know what? what? Cletus is Cletus is out flying jets because. some cool shit. Because as far as the rest of the world is concerned, if it if it makes a whining noise and it looks like a real airplane, it's a jet.
2: Turbskis, bro. Turbokis. Those are not jets. I'm saying they're fucking helicopters. And doing one is what well, you want to call it a hurricane, which is nothing but flying it in a big circle. That's the same shit as
4: for a helicopter. You're making helicopters. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, no.
2: Them. You can put the tail down.
3: I mean, it technically turns it into a funnel then, but you can put the tail down.
4: Hey, ain't a hurricane anymore. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll go with it. Okay. Uh, crap I've done since last time. Uh, something, something, something. Lots of overtime. Lasers. Helicopter stuff happened. Spring fling was pretty cool. Um, wheat is bad. Don't mess with wheat in the morning when it's wet.
1: <laughs> um, or after it's had an inch of rain in the previous twenty-four hours.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't do that. Yeah, that ranks up there with uh, marker flags and corn stalks. <laughs>
1: How is it you always find the thing that will destroy the heli?
4: Because I, I fly a ton of flights, Robert, and I save all of my stupid up for one really good crash. Not all. No one was there. About it. I know that's Moto's hates that. I usually do it in a corner somewhere, and no one sees it, and I just come back with an obliterated airframe, and they're like, "WTF?" Like, well, the crash happened. You didn't see it. You did that, or Urcha? DePaulo crashing is like finding Bigfoot. When are you coming to get this canopy? Probably tomorrow on a bike or something.
1: That's or something that's that's how he's going to describe how he gets Alexis pregnant. It was in a corner. Uh, something happened. All of a sudden, she's <laughs> pregnant. Yeah, dude. Bigfoot. Bigfoot happened. Bigfoot happened.
4: I came by Big, and mushroom stamped my wife.
1: Bigfoot made a little foot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Fiance got mushroom stamped by Bigfoot. Uh, oh, yeah, and then microglow crap. So that's actually happening again. There's uh, one of those in Florida getting beat up and hasn't died yet. And I got to get the G2s figured out and lots of firmware nonsense. Because it turns out when you put a project on hold for three years, a lot of libraries change. Oh. Yeah, Robert knows. He knows everything. Yeah. Uh, no. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. You want to go to refactoring hell with me? <laughs> i'm uh, laughing because i'm dying on the inside
1: yeah no i am too
4: okay rich so
2: okay. it's a right to assemble you won't have a problem
4: well you know that we can do that rich but um first i'll have to ask you to give me a map of the tallest buildings with <laughs> unlocked roof access <laughs> <laughs> If you could get that to yeah. me by Sunday, that'd
2: be great. I, I understand. Just, <laughs> it's just ones and zeros, baby. Well, uh, you're up next, Rich. We what we you got?
4: I got crap. Really? You gonna tell me how it be like it is? Or no, 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 hold on. They think they know how it is. I'm reading this quote. You keep going, I'll remember it. I,
5: I, <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you did at Spring Fling. wrenched the whole entire time, didn't fly once. Well, that's not true. I this flew one. five times.
1: Didn't see it didn't count.
3: He did fly. I saw him fly. I saw him.
2: Mm, okay.
3: How many times do you
1: see him fly, uh, Cliff? Uh,
2: twice. Okay. And we were, and I flew, actually, I flew four times. But we flew twice. We reached all day Friday because why wouldn't you? Yeah. We'll talk about that in a little while. Um, But in <laughs> the SE is flying which is a good thing. Yeah. You know, I've got,
3: <sighs> wait, is the SE the one that I sold you?
2: Yes. So that so was no, already
5: no, flying. So that doesn't even count.
2: It was not flying. I had to take it apart and rebuild it. Cause you same did. with,
5: same with that E five. I forgot to mention about that. Same with that E five. It was already flying, but
2: I had to rebuild the whole damn thing. I didn't rebuild the whole thing. I did. I only put my electronics in it.
3: Wait, why did you have to rebuild it? Shaggy? Because if all the bearings were shot. And whoa, whoa whoa, the, whoa, 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 whoa. But wait, 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 whoa. Did it fly? What is the original root cause? I not flown
5: it yet, yeah. no. Did it fly? Yes or no? I don't know how you got that tail push rod to work flying. Because yes or no is what I'm
2: looking for. Did you said it, it was flying.
5: You said uh, it, it f- was flying. And there was no way that thing could have flown perfectly. Get my turn, it- Yes. Good job, Shaggy. <laughs>
1: Let's listen all this penta podcasting rage
2: dude i'm telling you no. well, you know because we it's not like i haven't been going a few life changes here guys and i'm doing it at an age where it's not fun
1: anyway. you been drink it you've been drinking a lot I of bud been, light huh
2: no nah, i drink no bud light but i've been drinking a shitload of diet coke they don't know how it be like it is but it do nah, but you know you guys already know my job and everything's changing so we're we're going through that stuff but um so Monday I had a new grandson uh, born to my daughter, oldest daughter. We're excited about that. Um, not allowed to post any pictures of the baby on Facebook for some reason, but uh, and I'm the boomer, right? Supposedly. Anyway. Well, uh, you do have two grandkids, so technically. Yeah, well, I've got actually got three, but um point taken. Yeah. <laughs> uh but as far as helicopters go i haven't been doing much except you know when we were getting ready for spring fling we'll talk about that um i've sold a few things um haven't bought too much anyway let's move on
1: were you born before 64 barely yeah you're part of the boomer generation i am by months yeah the very end of it
2: the very very
1: end of it
4: can we call him an honorary Gen X then?
2: No. Let's go. It's
1: ugly. It's Cliff.
2: All right.
3: When did we record last? Was it November
1: twenty? November 26, 2022. Oh, my God,
3: dude. Carry around about um, the time that the meteorite took out the dinosaurs. I've been to a few events, and I've gone to... Uh, I mean, I've gone to a few events, and I've done a little bit of flying, and... Yeah. I guess we'll cover the rest of it as we go. There you go.
2: (laughs) Because yeah, chill out was in there. Spring flings in there. Right. Christmas was in there. Had a kidney stone. They thought I had diverticulitis
3: for a while, but it turns out it wasn't that. It was just some other gut issue. I was sick for a little while, which the good thing was I lost 10 pounds, but not really the way I wanted to lose 10 pounds. Get that butthole disease. Oh my god, it was bad, man. It was really bad. That's it, that's all I've got.
1: Okay, RC Heli news and Heli event coverage. I guess this is where we talk about Spring Fling.
3: We could talk about Chill Out too. We talk about Chill Out because
1: it is a we thing, but it's not a most of us thing.
3: Do you guys remember Chill Out? Back, like, in the wintertime when, you know, a while ago. In February? It was fun. It was a good event. It was a really good event. I think at that point, everybody needed it. I think it was a good thing for the uh, whole heli community. Um, yeah. I agree. It was smaller this time. It was a lot of fun. It was. And then, yeah, Spring Fling. Um, I got to Spring Fling. Probably I think I got up there Wednesday night, maybe Thursday night, I don't remember. Um, Friday was an absolutely fantastic day. I got <laughs> to have a little lesson with Simone, and that was that was pretty interesting. I didn't get to practice most of the stuff that I wanted to practice, but she gave me some stuff to practice that I wasn't familiar with anyhow, so it was it was all good for me and uh Madison had a good time. She had a lesson with her as well. Madison had a good time with her. I think she uh she she picked up a lot from her. And uh yeah, it was it was just a good time Saturday. Saturday was a crap day. And uh no, nope, Saturday right? was the good day. No, 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 no. Friday was right, Friday, Friday. Thursday. So let me back up. Thursday was the good day. Yeah. Friday was a bad day. Um we watched we sat in the camper and watched movies. I don't know. Apparently, for some reason, everybody decided then they needed to come into the camper and tell me where they were going for breakfast, which I really <laughs> didn't care about. But <laughs> they did anyhow. So, uh, And the McClellans man, dude, they just came and rolled on up in there with their dog as some <laughs> was just jumping all over Earth thing everywhere he went to. And uh, <laughs> by, right about lunchtime, they said, yeah, we're going out to get breakfast. So there they went. Um, it was bad. It rained all day. It was it was a sh day. We still had a good enough time though. And Saturday was fantabulous. Yeah.
2: Saturday was a good time.
1: Yeah. Um I don't remember what I did Thursday. What did I do Thursday? So I know what Mike did
2: Thursday. Oh yeah, I know what I did Thursday.
1: Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday. I uh, went with my daughter to buy a motorcycle, and then I'm not gonna go any further on that. Thursday, I think I, I made it out to the field to hung out.
4: I got some jet yeats, they were solid.
1: Friday, I ended up back at the uh, BMW uh, motorcycle motorrad dealership and hung out there. And Mike was through there, and then everybody else was apparently only a few doors down at the, uh, Oh, what is that place? Mike?
4: Hard times. The place where everyone smokes their ass off.
1: Yeah. Hard times. And then we got back to the field and apparently there was a run to hobby town where they bought RC, uh, 10 scale RC trucks or a mix of tracks and stuff. And they proceeded to, uh, rumble on the grass with those things as they broke them. And then they went hunting for a ramp. So that was fun to watch. And, about that time, Friday is when Scott Graham decided to start flying his helicopters. Uh, I, in hindsight, I feel kind of bad, but I don't. When I when I told Scott to fly it until we can't see it no more, when he did his auto, <laughs> uh, did it come back? It did. It did. Yep. Uh, he he made it to three hundred ninety nine point nine 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 feet, and uh, it it came back.
4: <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's like my jet. It goes one hundred ninety nine.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's got a lot of nines after that. After that, so of many nines. <laughs> yeah, so
3: apparently, I, I guess Craig is going through some, Craig Carter, I guess, is going through some lifestyle changes. Sorry to hear that, Craig. But uh, he was getting rid of some of his helicopters, and I got his Freedom Edition 700. And I was super excited about that. Man, I can see that thing so much better in the air. I just, I really like that helicopter. It's because really? of Freedom. It's not just that.
1: I thought I'd seen it in the air before, and the white was um, the white wasn't helpful, but the other colors were.
5: I will have to. I would have to test to you or know, agree with uh, Cliff because I had the the five hundred USA edition, and yeah, I flown that thing dark, like not not low light dark, and I could still see it. It was it's pretty good. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure like the bright orange and white is better, but it isn't, it isn't like invisible. Like you you can still see it. If you could get like a new Drake color
3: canopy orange in that new raw orange and white skin, dude, I'd be all about that.
4: You could ask him for it. You could hot ask minute. him
3: for it. Yeah, you're right. You got to wait a hot minute, but look, you do it. Have you ever met me about waiting? <laughs> I want it, and I want it right now. It's your money. Get it when you want it.
1: Uh, Anybody else got anything to say about Spring playing?
5: Yeah, so Thursday is when I decided. So I, I I had this, like, I was super lucky and unlucky. I'll make this quick. So Thursday, I was playing with the wheat, and I was doing inverted inverted wedding pogos, and I went straight into the wheat, only broke a server horn, and tweaked the boom. Very simple fix. Then didn't fly for Friday, Friday, Saturday. Next flight. Um, and also don't fly with Devin McClellan egging you on because bad <laughs> is gonna happen. Sounds like a personal <laughs> problem. Yeah, so I'm, I'm flying around front field, uh, front flight line and I started doing LR on TikToks and I started getting lower and lower and then you hear whack. <laughs> all, boys and girls, we all know how this ends. Uh, well, no, it didn't crash. It, I, I saved the heli, but I put four divots in the dirt and I broke a rotor blade while doing that. That's, that's the end of the shenanigans for that helicopter during spring Fling. Then I also had my NX-4 that I was flying next to my house, like right next to it, testing it out, making sure it was flying. Everything was fine. But the next flight I take off and it does some weird like elevator por- purpose, uh, porpoising. And I landed with only two servos. The third servo completely stripped out. But luckily, it stayed at neutral. Because as soon as I touched it, it, it went—it just went full deflection, just crying its eyes out. And then that night, I flew the, uh, the logo and I pogoed it too hard and snapped the skids off. Man, you're having a bad time. But I was, But the thing is, like, I could have crashed the NX4. I could have crashed the Goblin, you know, the Raw. I could have crashed the, the logo, but I didn't. They all stayed in one piece. Some say like worse, bad, good luck. I don't know. Oh, and then and then I uh traded a KLR for a. uh um, Oh yeah, that was a good or For a Goblin Seven Hundred from Scott, and he eated on the bike, and I eated on his heli.
4: That yeah, was a good time because he went and rode around a little bit and then came back to Robert. And he I brought
5: him. it back so muddy. Oh no, that was the first time he went and rode I around. I just washed it.
4: There were two times, Shaggy. He rode around down and came back, and he I, I saw the look on his face. I'm like.
3: Oh boy, this is gonna be good. Hey, i heard Scott Graham is not the one that went down on the ground.
4: <laughs> oh no. no, we we both had a good time. Because um, he came back and he looked at me he like, so uh, is it like? I've heard there's some fun places. I'm like, you want the the chill or you want the f- around and find out? And he's like, I'll take door number B. <laughs> so I was like, okay, and uh, yeah, it was a little muddy. And uh, I'm, once again, very happy I have solid crash bars. But We got to clean Shaggy's bike up. It's,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, I already, I already cleaned it. I already washed it. Let's say this. I got there late Thursday night because I had an interview earlier that day. So, or actually, was it Wednesday? Was it Wednesday? No, it, it was Thursday because oh, I was Thursday. there. I had the interview Wednesday. And by the time I got up in the morning, got packed because I wasn't able to get packed. They because it rained. That storm that hit on, hit Fredericksburg on thursday or on friday no it's thursday yeah on friday i'm sorry hit fayetteville wednesday night and thursday so i wasn't able to trailer loaded wednesday night so i got out late on thursday um so pulled in late thursday night and then um spent all day thursday uh working on the um on the se basically um and it wasn't it wasn't just me um we had how many of us were working on that SE, at least? I think that was a flying
3: model when you got it, so I don't know why you need to do all the work to it.
2: No, no, no. There's, There was, it was a flying. Matter of fact, that was the one that we spun up and got all of it. Remember that story, the Dragonfly last year? Mm, I think that was operator error. That was definitely, yeah, error. Um, but Ben had an issue with his head on his. So he borrowed the head off my SE, and we spent the day. And then he borrowed the solid head off of my other SE. And we went back and forth trying different things to see if we could figure out what the problem with his head was. So we were using the parts of my helicopter to do that. But when we got done on Thursday, my SE was flying properly on both heads. Anyway, spent the day Thursday uh, with Ben in the rain, and in the trailer, uh, getting things ready to go. Friday, we went out and flew it and tested it. Um, tested the stuff that Ben wanted to test, and then I got to fly the model in the afternoon a little bit. Um, really, the first time I'd flown in months, so it was a lot of fun. It was really cool to see everybody. The flying was absolutely off the wall. I wish I could have been up Thursday to watch you guys in the class. And uh, Mike, I understand that went pretty good.
4: Charlie left happy.
2: He did. Charlie was
4: really happy. I was good. Well, at first they weren't going to have people. And so they was like, well, Mike, just go help Chris. And I'm like, uh, Chris, Chris is good, man. I don't, Chris ain't going to need help. I'm, I'm going to go work on stuff otherwise. And then Charlie's like, no, I want to learn how to go fast and turn left. I'm like, OK, we can do that. <laughs>
2: That's cool. So how'd that go? Uh,
4: yeah. Well, I had to save it twice, but it, by the end of it, he was—he uh, got the speed up. I had to get him used to going out farther, because I told him it's like, look, you want to do gravy train, Kevin McGrady, hurricanes, then it's speed. If you want the bank angle, it comes from speed, so you got to go fast. And it's a lot easier to do it with a big open circle than trying to do it in front of yourself. So uh, we're gonna keep doing that.
2: Run up high and—I and-
4: told him go high enough to see you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you know, not Scott Graham Lowe because we have an helicopter. <laughs> um, yeah, I just got him going faster and faster and faster until you finally had something that looked like a hurricane. I'm like, Good, I'll keep
2: going, All right? So, to preface that, you were helping out with the school. Um, for- uh,
4: yeah, I got signed up by that for Joe. Joe wanted someone technical around, so I'm like, Okay, I'll do it. I got to meet Simone, she's cool, never met her before.
0: Yeah,
4: I found out she's. Also a huge nerd. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) The other guys at the table, she mentioned video games. I'm like, I also consider myself a connoisseur of digital things.
5: (laughs) I met her back in uh, 2018 during RCHN 6. That was our first time to the United States, actually.
4: Yeah, everyone else at the table was like, what the hell is a Gears of War?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no.
4: I've never played that game, but I know about it. I was like, bro, let me tell you this. There's only one thing you need to know. Somebody put a chainsaw on a gun. And that was met by a lot of blank stares, and Simone and I were the only ones that really thought it was funny. So
3: She had a good time while she was there. She got to go out late at night and have fun and see what we do when we're being stupid.
2: There's a fair bit of that. Yeah.
4: See, that was a good time.
2: Mike, is there anything else that happened that day with anybody or did you just you just help In to... particular?
4: No, I just focused on Charlie cuz he was going to get stuck with other people and I was like, well, the guy I was supposed to be helping ain't going to be here, so uh who
3: who wound up working the most with Raphael? It was probably Diamani. That's okay. my bad. Okay. Because when we went through it, um um I, I'm not really sure how it all got arranged, but Heliheads had set it up for uh Madison to take some lessons with Simone. And I'm like, you know what? I may as well try to learn something too while I'm here. So oh, yeah. I, saw you get I right. got paired up too with Simone and she was uh she was embarrassing me pretty bad, which doesn't take much. And I saw I saw you and uh, Charlie down there a good bit, and I knew Chris was helping out. Todd was there, too. Todd, uh, Todd Dudek was there, too, to kind of help out and fill in where he needed to be. Yeah, I had a
4: good time. I hope the students did. I think they did. I think it was a good time.
2: Yeah, everybody I talked to said they had a good time. And then, what, we move on to, what, Saturday? Friday,
3: I got to watch a movie. I watched, um, I don't remember what the movie was, but it was nice to be able to sit in the camper and watch movies. Except for getting all the interruptions by everybody coming in,
2: yeah, oh, a few trips over to your trailer. Why don't you just lock the door? I didn't think about that. Dave's
3: not here, meow.
2: And I, and I've got to mention McCollum's trailer. I, I I just I have to. The fact they tried to kill me. <laughs> um. <laughs> and and I do mean literally kill yeah, me. The CO2 detectors were going off. <laughs> the carbon monoxide detector in the trailer because i'd pulled up backed up and we we their generator was their exhaust for their generator was right where i was pulled where I was right towards the back door of my trailer and they were running that sucker and we were like ah it'll be fine i'll keep the back door closed and i was Fun in twist. it was not Good. in fact fine. oh dude. dude i'm sitting in there getting things set up just pumping up my air mattress doing you know getting set up all of a sudden my carbon monoxide detector goes off. I'm like, oh this man, crazy. I feel a little funny. I get a headache. Oh well. His yeah. lips were all cherry, cherry bright red.
3: <laughs> <laughs> was they
0: really? oh, crap.
2: No, they weren't, but they I weren't. mean I told him that anyhow. Yeah, yeah, we were it was yeah, it was enough to make my carbon monoxide detector. go off. So I pulled this went to pull the trailer up and uh You know, they saw me came up and he's like, they shut the generator off. Wait, wait, hang on. Wait,
3: hang on a second, Rich. So when Rich comes up to an event, you guys know it takes him about four hours to actually get legitimately parked. So he had just backed up there. And that's just kind of where he was. So he wasn't actually parked. So he had to pull up three or four times and back up eight or nine times until he was actually settled
2: in we were talking right we were talking. we were a bunch of us came up we were talking. that's what i'm saying so yeah it was still hooked up so it wasn't hard to move we had matter of fact we had just put it down remember we had just put the tongue and disconnected the trailer and everything and i had turned around and that was when that was happening and i tried to turn around and rehook back up and i was pulled forward and
3: that motherfucker, I mean, that dude cannot back up to save his life if he has to get into a tight space or hit a trailer or something. Nope. that shit. You may as well just go ahead and load that shit up by hand because that's how it's going.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've got friends. How much of it has to do with the short wheelbase Jeep? That's part of it.
4: Probably none of it. Nope. Wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that.
2: I got a short wheelbase RAV and I do fine. I can back it into my driveway. That's what she said once. Hey, it's all about backing
1: in. Maybe for her.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, here I go pegging again.
0: (laughs)
2: the the, the trailer back where it was and they just he's gonna keep talking
1: after that comment i don't think he knows what it means
2: i do and i'm gonna
1: ignore it hold on you're gonna pull a you're gonna pull a shaggy
2: rob was really awesome i mean we he would tell me if we're gonna run the generator and we close it up he ran it a little bit but not much
1: uh next topic is uh listener questions and feedback and you know what after having not done any episodes for a while we have feedback (laughs)
4: let me start with y'all suck and do it more often
1: no no none of the feedback's actually that which is uh, disappointing on its own uh, first up was Javier. He uh, sent us an email in January. Um, he said he ended up watching a video by John Salt and a video of how to install RC Pro plus connectors and figure out how to tin better. I did see, I was using too little heat. I remember on the show it was recommended 630 degrees. I used that, but that didn't heat the entire 12 all wheel uh, all, uh, 12 wire gauge. Uh, oh my gosh, it didn't heat gauge. the entire 12 gauge wire. There you go. After his recommendation, I am trying to use it as low as I needed. I think 700 degrees is fine for tinning, and I will try 630 when actually soldering, or maybe both settle for a 10% works for both. Anyways, I keep on learning. Yeah, Good bit of feedback. I'm wondering that when he says it 630 or 700 degrees, I'm betting that's the dial on the on the control unit, but that's not the actual tip. temperature. Yeah,
4: you're going to get into it where depending on how big this I'm going to keep this short, though, an episode for this. And you can email me if he really wants to know. But you start getting into thermal mass. It's it's like, yeah, I'm holding a a, a road flare. But if I throw it into the ocean, it doesn't matter. Thermal (laughs) mass is like, I don't give a So it doesn't matter how hot it is. If the tip is tiny or the iron's not big, I mean, you might as well run it hot to try and get somewhere, but if you the thing set for like 700 degrees and it's still not working, it means bigger tip or bigger iron. Or use a heat gun to preheat things.
1: Yeah. Okay, next up. This email is really long, and it's from Joe. He said, hey guys, uh, and this email's from December. <laughs> hey guys, I always appreciate the expertise that you guys bring to the podcast. I especially enjoyed the most recent episode 52 on soldering. I've been soldering for a long time, but I learned some things apologies in advance for long email but i have a got a question that has me a bit stymied so i thought i'd bring it to the experts i have two oxy two helicopters one was a fresh build and one was used they are identical in many ways but differ in a few key ways i'll get to below the problem i am having is that the kit build gets a reasonable four minute flight time for sport flying but the used heli gets about 90 seconds maximum flying in the same style which is too short what do i need to make the used heli get a reasonable flight time in common between the two models, both models are being used to the same 3S 850 milliamp hour batteries. I've even used the exact same battery, a Tattoo 3S 850 milliamp 45C, recharged and flown back to back at the same day. So all the environmental factors should be accounted for. Both models are running the same head speed, 4800 RPM, according to the math on the fresh kit build confirmed by telemetry and the used model. Both models have the same Hobbywing Platinum V4 25 amp ESC and are using the Hobbywing GovStore Governor. Both models are using the stock 110 tooth straight tooth main gear. Both models have the same stock front and rear tear, tail pulley. Neither model has the auto rotation gear option. Both models use the same MKSDS 450 micro cyclic servos. Neither model has an apparent mechanical binding. I had to increase the startup force on both ESCs to 7, the maximum. To get them to spool up reliably without being stuttery. I always like spinning my rotor head manually and then spooling up. <laughs> both models both models fly very nicely while they're in the air. There are some differences between the two models. The fresh build kit has the fresh build kit is an Oxy2 190 sport with the 190mm blades. I'm not sure exactly which Oxy2 variant the used model is, but it has a 205mm carbon fiber blades and the stretched tail boom. The fresh kit build is using Lynx Heli EOX 1611-5500KV brushless motor in combination with 11-tooth pinion for your gear ratio of 10 to 1. The used model is using a Lynx, a Lynx Heli EOX 1911-3600KV brushless motor in combination with a 17-tooth 17, 17 pinion for your gear ratio of 6.47 to 1. The fresh build kit is using a microbeast Plus V version 5.40 Pro FBL. The used model has a Micro Spirit FBL. I got the telemetry and RPM and battery voltage from the Spirit on the used model, but the microbeast cannot provide this to my radio on the kit build. The used model has an MKS-9480 micro tail server. The fresh build kit is using the MKS-9450, MKS-DS450 microcyclic server the tail on account of not being able to obtain the DS-480. Bit of have loss, what I should look at next on the used model. Any ideas? uh the motor <laughs> the motor and the pinion mike you could probably there's some
5: efficiency issues there wow that's pretty yeah significant
1: that one the the used model the used model is running a 3600 kv motor on a, on a on a 17 tooth pinion for a 6.47 to 1 ratio mike uh I, I i i've never seen an efficient electric model at a 6.47 ratio that my memory can bring up
4: not really not unless that motor is wound right. Which probably isn't.
1: I mean, thirty-six hundred kV. I mean, it's 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 a Lynx heli motor. I'm betting they meant that thing for some. I bet they meant it for a different gear ratio that probably makes the head speed redonkulous.
4: Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm looking at mine right now, but now I'm remembering I don't have the uh, that motor. Hmm. Yeah. I don't remember anything about this
1: heli. Um I'll say this Joe, you should email me and I'll send you this model.
5: <laughs> He's only half joking.
1: Yeah, cuz I have 5500 KV on mine.
5: I got a stupid big motor in mine. Like it barely fits in the frames. And it's, it's one of the st- uh, one of the Lynx motors.
1: Yeah. No, it's that it's that motor and gear ratio. Um do the math to see what a higher gear ratio would put the RPM at. But 6.47 is just not efficient for electric. Um, That was that email. Okay. December 7th from Javier. Long email. Many topics ago. <laughs> he said, hi, guys. Wow, wow, wow. Well, wow, 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 wow. This The episode of soldering is being incredibly helpful. I'm about a quarter in and loving it. Wanted to try and continue on with the email that I sent, overcoming the fear of crashing due to the money factor. Well, although to be honest, I did not really think about it in this particular way. Listening back to you guys commenting on my email makes me think what I am doing is the perfect approach. So being in an area of the U.S. that causes me to go on a hiatus, yes, I commend the brave souls who dare overcome the cold and fly regardless. I took a look at my shelf and saw the, the little Nano S2. I thought it was broken, but to my surprise, it was in perfect flying condition. To top it off, I had a second in- incompatible Nano CPS, so I charged, so I changed the frame due to the canopy post broken and found the new main and tail blades that came with the S2. So I basically have a perfectly fine Nano S2. My plan is to fly all cold weather indoors in my basement. I figured that if I can do that, I should be able to overcome yet another fear, which is flying in a box at a fun fly. All the while improving the skills that appear to be okay on the sim, but not so on a real life situation. Given the Nano S2 is not the most stable heli, it is actually helping me to stay on top of it and really force me to, to input micro movements to keep it under control. So, besides sharing this with you, I wanted your advice. I'm trying to devise a training plan to progress. I'll be flying at least every Saturday morning, but given I work from home, I can take a quick break and fly throughout the week. But I want to comment. I want to commit to recording and uploading my Saturday morning sessions. Already have four of those on my YouTube channel if you have time. Uh, and he posted up a uh, tinyurl.com slash T O A D I S C O I L. Continues on. Taking on Scott's idea of breaking down maneuvers, I quickly noticed jumping from Piro hovering to circus was not the optimal path, at least for me. So I want to break it down like so and he puts the first bullet. No, I have six packs for it. I plan to devise a plan using those six packs consistently each session. If I take a look at my YouTube channel, you'll see I devote full packs or entire sessions to a single bullet point below. That is until I can control it and then move it to the overall progression plan. Static hover, upright and inverted, clockwise and counterclockwise. This was the very first thing I wanted to try. I noticed it was not And not as easy on the sim. First pack of the day. Change orientation every minute. Packs last four minutes from full charge to 3.8 volts per cell. Point two. Pure hover. Upright and inverted. Clockwise and counterclockwise. Try to stay in the same area. I'm trying to use a rug to mark my box and hopefully get it where I can. Fly even tighter and mostly not move from the axis. Three to four, box hover. Well, it probably has a name on F3C, but to be clear, that is not my intent. I do believe that getting better at basics will make me a better 3D pilot, which is my goal. Fly a slow, steady circuit, but in four straight lines, making a square, looking at it from the top, upright and inverted. Side left and side right. This will take two packs, one for upright, one for inverted. I'm going to pause here, and I think I want to talk a little bit on this. Um, recording is great it will help you see when you've improved and could even help you see where you didn't look very good but being you don't have the controller you're only going to be remembering how it was that bad or what you did to improve it to today um, as far as a static hover goes you say upright and invert, inverted clockwise and counterclockwise that doesn't make much sense unless you're doing a pure hover which is what you say point two is so I'm not sure why you're saying your static cover is going to be clockwise and counterclockwise. You say you're going to change orientation every minute, which means you're really just doing pauses.
3: Well, I think he's inverted too, though.
1: Yeah, no. When when you read further into it, it, he's changing his orientation every minute, and if a pack lasts four minutes, that means he's going to get one. He's going to get one pack going clockwise, and he's going to see all four orientations of the helicopter. And then he's gonna pyro hover where he's continuous continuous he's continuously uh, correcting the helicopter and then his box hover. So I'm gonna stick with the static hover and the pure hover for a moment. The thing is is if you can pure hover and you can keep the helicopter in one place, the static hover is gonna be easy.
3: Well that depends on your speed too, though. That depends on how how fast you're pirouetting. I mean to to an extent.
1: Oh, you, you, you're you're very right, Cliff. You're very right. You and I worked on these lessons a couple years ago. And yeah, if you go really slow, uh, it makes it more challenging as you have to put the corrections in. Um, you have to put the corrections in. But if you're doing it really slow and you can keep the helicopter one place, the static hover isn't going to matter much except for the fact that like we run in, you start to get into it. You start to get in the upper echelons of the competition and you spend more time nose in, you'll figure out that you can do a quick correction nose in, but staying there and staying in one place can become problematic if you're just going to hold it nose in, because if it's perfectly nose in with you and it's in line, you don't get to see down the boom. So you don't have a very good orientation that the model is, um, it's it's trending to coming towards you or trending to going away from you um the skid pipes are probably the easiest way to tell that and um i would recommend light uh light colored landing gear if possible instead of dark colored landing gear as as i get a lot of orientation uh uh visual orientation cues off the landing struts of my helicopter um, but if you can Pure hover, static covering is gonna make sense for the most part, except probably nose in. Um and you'll you'll find out as you go to do the static hovers, you're not having much you're not having a good time with them. Uh, the box hover, yeah, you know, it's called the box hover. Uh, really it's just a you're doing a horizontal box cover uh box hover. It would be vertical if you draw a vertical box in front of yourself where you climb in altitude and then like go across to this side of the side in altitude. So you're doing a horizontal box. Um that one's a horizontal box is good uh if you want to give yourself some points of critique uh i would say be critical about your stops and your uh quarter piros to uh change the orientation when you fly across to, or fly forward backward left and right be critical about the stops in the piro if you're you know wandering all over the place or um you're you're not really doing a true stop like the model is not really stopped and you start pirouetting and moving and really you're just doing a at that point you're just doing a really slow forward flight but a really sloppy hover um cliff got anything to add on that
3: no i think you're i think you're i think you're good on that
1: yeah um, he goes on to say, right now I'm still working on the 3 core, three and 4 inverted is getting to be very challenging, so I need to get feedback on what to do next, if I should move to regular circular circuits and if I should eventually do the same as in packs 3 and 4 but while pirouetting. I have a hard time with recovering after attempting a pirou flip on the sim, of course, trying to keep the disc stable after the flip is completed, so I want to know how to train to improve my pirou skills. I don't know which sim you're using. One of the things I enjoyed about real flight is it had a hover trainer and you could change the size of the circles and you could start out with the biggest circle and then just give yourself a time, a time you're gonna meet. Like, can I go three minutes with a continuous pirouette and the biggest hover circle uh, upright? And then if you can do five minutes in that circle, then decrease the circle size and keep doing the continuous pirouette both directions. By the time you get in the smallest uh, pyro circle in real flight, if you can still pirouette for like five minutes continuously without fault, without flying out of a circle, you're doing well. It's time to go with inverted. And I just keep pirouetting. Keep pirouetting and controlling the helicopter in that pyro circle to make it natural.
3: On mine, I kind of messed up a little bit. I went, I learned to kind of half pyro to inverted and then I could control pretty much completely control inverted, pure, still pirouetting. Um, I could make it go wherever I wanted it to go, but then I had to kind of wait just a little bit to actually get it to go, to to continue my flip back to upright. Um, once you can kind of get those together and keep them in one spot, then try to do another one or at least a half of another one and keep it in the same spot. Um, that's... For me, that's where I had the biggest problem was I could do one and it could stay in the same spot. But after the time I got finished doing two or three, I was like wherever at on the screen just trying to basically just keep it in the air.
1: Yeah, no, uh that's a really good point, Cliff. And I'd say the biggest thing in there is just the timing of the collective because the collective's gonna push and pull and, and just move you all around. Um because if, if you just if you just zeroed out your collective and started the whole Puro flipping thing, the hell the model's just gonna fall. <laughs> mm. But the moment you start mistiming your collective, depending upon how the model is in the sky, it'll push it left or right or out or in or you could even climb. Uh, I don't often see that one in Puro in, in puro flips, like people climbing, but it, it happens. Uh, I
3: learned a a really bad habit, and I I took it out as soon as I learned how bad that the habit was. I put about thirty, I don't know if it was thirty points or thirty percent of um. Oh gosh, I can't even think of what it's called now on the uh, the V control. What's it called? What did you say? Expo. Yeah. Well, no, no, not Expo. Um,
1: Are you talking about
3: lightness? Lightness. Oh, that was that. it. I put about 30% in there. I'm like, damn, that's pretty cool because then it makes it pretty much so you don't even have to move the collective up and down and it just yeah. stays there.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, Javier, if you could take a moment and throw some collective numbers at us, that would tell us just how linear your collective is as to how, how far you really need to move your stick to get through your collective. Um, Cause I can tell you some models with the with the collective number you'll see in your in your uh, flybarless setup, it screams that like you have lots of revolu- resolution, but in order to get through the entire collective range, you need to aggressively move your stick. And then you know you hear uh, you know some of the pros and are running fifteen degrees positive and negative. <laughs> that's that's not a lot of resolution. That is, I can move my stick a little bit and I go through a lot of collective. Um, which can make pyro flipping easier if for them. Um, it'd be interesting to hear what your collective numbers are because the collective timing's where you're at. Uh, if I was going to tell someone to work on collective timing, what do you think, Cliff?
3: I don't know. It's 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 such a hard thing to describe. Um, I mean, when you flip to, when you're doing your pyro flip to inverted. You know, it it, it pretty much needs to just be right there. But my problem was always going from inverted back to upright. And I'd be just yanking on the stick and it would just be going all over the place. So uh, I don't know.
1: I would would say if you're working on your collective timing, uh, try in place rolls and try it with pauses every 180 degrees and try it continuously 360 and then take it up to um uh take it up and start doing continuous flips while working your collective like you could do you know a forward elevator flip and just work your collective and and get that model to stay at the same altitude work your collective to keep the model at the same altitude and and try backflips cuz that's I think we've all seen that a guy could front flip and keep the same altitude, but if it goes to back flip, the model will like descend or they'll pull the model in at themselves. <laughs> so I, uh, and then also do rolls, do rolls in the air and work your collective. Um, you can try, you know, roll 180 and stop and, and work your collective. So the model doesn't descend. So you can get more collective timing practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would definitely say you could stops. You could do stops. You could start from right side up, or even start from inverted uh, with the continuous flips and rolls, without introducing rudder before you go back to working rudder in there with a pyro flip.
3: I don't love the stops just because it's hard to put them back in there when you don't want them there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you on that. But it's all about, and it's all about the fun of mastery of the control of the model.
3: <laughs> it is for sure.
1: Yeah. So, uh, f- finish this email. We'll keep listening to the episode. Looking forward to doing a better job at soldering. Now that I'm building my first 700, it's a long story. I know that I shouldn't be flying stuff. I cannot afford to crash. So I guess I'll deserve the free fall RC pre-recorded. I'm an idiot, but what can I do? I just love goblins. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, no, I'm gonna say Javier, you do you, uh, Go do your puro flips with the helicopter size you enjoy, and when you get to the day, you want to do it with your seven hundred do it. Um, go higher, go higher. yeah,
3: it's gonna be easier with that seven hundred. you're gonna get it's gonna do it slower, and you're gonna be able to roll that stick around even slower to make it do the thing that you want it to do.
1: There's some truth to that. I think the only problem, Cliff, is
3: that's a hundred percent truth.
1: I, I there's I, I agree with that part. The only problem is how high is your anxiety when you got your beloved seven hundred in the air? You know
3: that that rescue switch has come in handy quite a few times to me now.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, you know, it's funny. We've talked about possibly testing rescue on gyro on, a, on fly in the future, but uh, yeah, I don't have rescue yet.
3: Welcome to yeah,
1: yeah, Well, no, you know, the funny thing is not everybody has rescue. I heard the question get asked to somebody during Spring Fling and they don't have rescue yet.
3: <laughs> Never <laughs> mind. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs>
1: uh, that was questions there. Let's see if there's anything in the Discord general chat. You know, in general chat, since December... Uh, Oh, my God. We showed off some soldering stuff. Um, There's questions about F3C maneuvers that I actually haven't gotten. and I haven't talked to anybody. I posted up some old F3C schedules in Discord, if you're all interested. Uh, I want to see some maneuver descriptions. Uh, Apparently, we got into a... Somehow, we ended up into a discussion about what ChatGPT says about podcasts And I asked it to tell me more about Telerotor. um, And uh, that, was, that was interesting And then I asked it to tell me about other podcasts So that was fun And <laughs> that was that uh, Nothing really new in Podbean And Facebook I'm not going through comments uh, Nothing on iTunes And, a, you know, I did think about one piece of news, and that was if you really want to part with your money, you can go donate some money to the, really it'll be to FAI, but it'll be via Urcha to support the F3C and N Worlds, which not all of us are excited about. (laughs) That is that for listener questions, feedback, FBL Project News. One FBL controller remains the CGY 760
5: will we finish before we all quit stay tuned to find out <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, um okay main topic <laughs> let's get this started spirit fly barless review uh
4: boo get
1: off the field <laughs>
4: Wow, the boomers hate it. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: well, I guess the first thing I should probably do is remember what unit we have on the helicopter. So let me go get the helicopter. Okay. So we have a Spirit GTR mounted to the Protos. That is the unit that is the newest, and it is the one that has the integration with Jetty. With that said, Cliff...
3: Fortunately, I have, you know, here you were, what, six months, seven months later. I have forgotten almost as bad as what it was to get that thing set up and running. Dude, you were pissed. Oh, I spent a weekend with that thing sitting here on my bench trying to figure out what in the world I was doing wrong. So I got everything. I got everything from another person. Person, won't say who. I got everything from another person and it was set up and running. So I'm like, okay, great. You know, put it in the helicopter. It's got to be pretty close. Not at all. Well, after a weekend of trying to deal with this thing, I was ready to take it outside by the tail boom and wrap it around the closest tree that I could find.
1: So we should um, mount a spirit to a, uh, to a a, a, a mini minicopter for you then? Because those are both items that have wanted to wrap around a tree.
3: This this is very true. I can guarantee you if both of those would have been happening at the same time, it would be wrapped <laughs> around a tree. I just would not have the patience. So um, it turns out the my major part of my problem was the jetty transmitter that didn't have I don't even know man I don't even know it didn't have all of the I don't know I'm not com- I'm not computer literate it didn't have all the stuff it needed to have so I was able to get up with Rich Rich signed into my computer and I was stuck talking to Rich for like 2 hours man dude do you understand how bad that is <laughs> I was on the on the phone talking to Rich for like 2 hours while he got this computer talking to the transmitter and all this stuff. What did you do?
5: Did you use team viewer with rich? Yes, I had to. Oh my gosh. I had no choice. There's no hope for you. No hope for you. I don't even want to
3: hear it from you. You don't even have internet. (laughs) Parsec's a great way to go
4: all i'm seeing right now is screeching between the guy who's got walmart internet because he lives in the boonies and the two older guys who don't know how to use a toaster because it's got a screen on it
3: (laughs) so i finally get up with rich and rich is in my computer he's looking at all my porn i've told him not to go in those files but hey hey, don't go in the hot he's in there doing it anyhow and then he finally gets the the transmitter set up Everything is talking to everything the way that it should be. But, dude, I'm telling you, seriously, this was so I had already spent the whole weekend with it. And this was another two hours into it after all of that. But finally, I did get everything talking to everything the way that it should. Um, batteries, dude, I, you know, it, again, it's been it's been so long. I hated it so much. I hated it a lot and I can't begin to go back now and tell you how much I hated it then just because it won't even begin to make sense to me so I know it won't make sense to anybody else but it was it was really bad and um I did finally we, we got everything all set up took it out flew it everything was fine with it I had I I, I think it took me about two and a half batteries um, and I had everything set up pretty good. I mean, good enough for me for, um, to do the kind of stuff that I wanted to do with it. And I was relatively happy with it, but, um, I I don't know the whole initial thing, the, the, uh, so first off, I wasn't familiar with the jetty. I wasn't familiar with the spirit. And putting those two things together where they talk to each other and having to get the right applications and everything set up on everything, you know, maybe most of the people might be okay with that. I wasn't. And it, w- it was just bad for me.
1: Well, and in, in, to add, this was not the first FlyBarless controller you've had to phone a friend.
3: It, this is true. But it, as far as our whole FlyBarless episodes go, we're supposed to do what we would do if we were setting it up for real exactly that is that is the things that i would do i would i would know somebody that had x y and z and i would say look i need help with x and y i've got z but i need help with this
5: agree yep that's what i did with the the, the v bar i i called kevin and i said don't tell me what these do or or what value i should set it to but what does this parameter mean okay i'll play with that and but don't tell me like where i should have it at or where it should feel nice at just tell me what does this mean because it's a different language once you understood the meaning then you can play with it yeah so now right now this again this
3: is well, i don't know six seven months later at the end of the day Whatever, no big deal. It just it is what it is. It was just another another transmitter, another flight barless system, another system that I had to get used to, that I wasn't used to. But I can assure you that weekend it sucked a big fat horse <laughs> and I was pretty much done with it. <laughs>
2: so that's that's where you had to go. Hmm. You were really frustrated. I was way frustrated. Yeah. Um pros
3: or cons cliff so you know pros it 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 was it flew good it has really great features it has it has the um uh i can't even think of the terminology now but it, it won't so like if you have it set to to not go below and i'm just picking this number out of my head if you have it set not to go below 50 feet it will rescue itself in 50 feet and it'll set it back into a stable hover um it has rescue it has lots of great features but initially is for not knowing anything about anything it was really really hard to set up flew fine flew it flew great did everything that i needed it to do and it was fine but it was a super big pain in the ass to set up
1: cool yep okay shaggy what are your thoughts
5: now, save me for last. Let's keep it in order,
1: yeah, that is the order. Cliff Shaggy myself on Apollo,
5: <laughs> yeah, boy, oh, <laughs> yep, well, um, p s a for the next two or three minutes. uh this is gonna get a little violent, <laughs> but, um,
1: cover your ears, get the young ones out of earshot, put some earphones in, turn yes. the volume down. <laughs>
5: Hmm. (laughs) Out of here. No, done. Tell us how you really feel, bro. (laughs) I don't have a problem with the jetty. Jetty's your learning curve and it took me a little while to figure it out. But, oh my gosh, that gyro brought the worst out of me. I was with Cliff, I agree with Cliff. I wanted to wrap that helicopter across the pole. I just wanted to end it. I I wanted to end its
2: life. I really did. Can you be more specific? Because we keep saying we want to end it. It sucked or whatever, but we're not being specific. about It it didn't. Nothing made sense. So, okay.
5: Okay. I'll pull it out. So to me, it didn't make sense. Nothing made sense. The parameters were completely whack. I mean, I know V-Bar has their own language, but it's pretty. I mean, okay. It's not. Explain. It doesn't explain it. It's not self-explanatory or anything like that, you still have to like pull it out of people. But that's another thing. I know a lot of people do fly it. So it's like if I don't understand it, I can get the I can get the answer quickly. I couldn't get the answer quickly on this one because I don't know anyone that hardly ever flies this thing or I can get a quick answer from. I didn't understand anything on it. And the whole saving aspect of it is bullshit. And that's pretty much what drew the final straw you have to manually save your settings, your parameters. And I reset it on accident three times, my settings. Now I wrote them down, so I was able to reprogram. After the third time, I gave up. I, I I just, I set the radio on the table, I unplugged the heli and I got in my car and I drove home. I was that upset. I could not get it, I did not wanna give up because I wanted to figure this out. But after two and a half, three, three batteries, I said, enough's enough, I'm done. I've never been that mad on a helicopter in a very long time.
2: So it's because you didn't understand the settings.
5: I just couldn't figure it out. Because, well, no, that that's what kind of threw me threw me over the edge is the fact that after it resetted the third time without saving, because you have to manually save the settings. After that, I just because if you turn the radio off, you power cycle. That that's it.
3: So. Nothing makes sense with that system. Maybe it's different now, but nothing makes sense.
5: Every time I would change something, it it would always get worse than better. You go the other way and it still gets worse than better. Like nothing When I would try to find something and try to tune it, I could not get what I'm looking for out of it. It was just I I don't know why and and yeah, I probably could have spent more time on it, but after all of that, I was so frustrated I had to stop. For the sake of my sanity, I had to stop. What little sanity I have left, I had to stop. So it it just wasn't worth it for me.
1: Paulo and I were there when Shaggy was doing his test flying. And from an outsider's perspective, the settings were giving him grief. And then so he's frustrated as he's working with settings and it's not really it's not really doing much. And then and then throw in the fact that the 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 I'll call it a quirk of this system is that you have to save your settings before you power off the helicopter or they will be they're gone. Uh, when he's frustrated with the settings and then three times he resets the gyro back to what he started with, he was he was over the top. He was done. He set it down and he's like, I'm done. And he, you know, wasn't it wasn't there too much longer? I think you flew a plane or a helicopter, and then you went home. We were done for the day. Yeah, I was done. Paulo and I were like, "Really, bro? You're you're done? Like you're you're not kidding? You're done?" And I, I think that's one of the. I think it's one of the pauses, and the fact that we have four people testing and we're not all exactly the same is that some of us get frustrated. Some of us, it's like, oh, okay, we get, a, we, we, we get along and move along. And and some of us are just like, yeah, this thing needs to be wrapped around something and it needs not to be in my possession.
5: <laughs> and I mean, it, I'm not, when it comes to gyros, I'm not the one that can pick it up easily and, and understand like Mike understands the whole PID loop. I mean, he understands it to a T. He knows what he's looking for. I've, I still struggle with, with gyros. Like I've been flying the, the, the CGY for a while, even the brain, I know how to get them from the bone stock to flyable, but I still not comfortable, like getting it perfectly tuned exactly the way I want it. I'm still not, I still need I mean, I still pester Rob here and there. It's like, what does this setting mean again? Now maybe I just don't do it often enough. Like it's been two years since I set up a CGI seven sixty. I was setting one up on a uh, in E5, and I'm like, oh crap, I don't remember this. Because it's been two years. But I after playing with it a little bit, I actually watched the video and it's like, okay, yeah, I remember this now. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not known for, I mean I I'm I mean I'm known for not knowing everything on a gyro and be able to get it exactly the way I want it to. And I, I just because I don't do it enough, but yeah, this this just threw me over the edge. I, I I couldn't. I mean, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying it's a terrible gyro because I wasn't able to test it to his full potential because I just got frustrated.
1: I'm glad there's no cliffs near the field. He'd have yeeted himself off of it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, I I uh, mean my Saturn. So I'll
1: I'll go ahead and go next. Um, I was three batteries into the uh, I was three batteries into it um i found a tuning guide and i worked with that so that's what helped me with the settings um
5: i found that too and i still couldn't figure it out
1: the the thing that got me with it was the rotor head actually tuned in real well fast the tail on the other hand i I, three batteries is not usually where i go and still, after three batteries, I was like, meh, I can fly my normal stuff, but I'm not sure if I if I really push on it, if it's gonna if it's gonna act the way I really really expect it to, or if it's gonna act a little wonky." Because initially, like, initially, I would I, I did some continuous elevator flips, and the tail would step out a little bit as I dug in the collective, and I was you know flipping in place with some altitude, and I was like, "Okay, stop the flips. <laughs> Time to go work on the tail some more." And I got that worked in and I was like, okay, let's go do some sideways flying on it. And it, and it held, it didn't do anything silly, but I didn't really like go through a sideways loop to see if it would hold all the way through. Um, and really just kind of the interest in time and safety of a model. And, and so I I found the rotor had to fly really well. I, I would, I wish to have more from the tail. um, It reminded me of Fataba a lot because there's places in this where you program like your gain in the radio, but you do other settings in the gyro. And if you uh, for those out there who use like a a Fataba CGY 760. Um, there there that 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 has the same personality. It has that same config where you'll do things in the radio, but other things are done in a gyro, even though it's integrated, and you're just sitting there using your radio, doing both. and so the the quirky the quirkiness of, oh, well, you need to save it before you power off if you really like these settings. You know, um, I, I did well with that, and and I remembered it after watching Shaggy just, you know, murder maul himself and and leave a field ang- angrily that day. Um, it, but no, it reminded me a lot of Fataba because, like, you can go do Expo in the jetty, and that will impact how it acts. Like, if you want it slow in the beginning and speed up, you can go play with Expo on the radio, and that'll impact how, how the spirit will fly. Um, much like a Fataba, but completely unlike a V-bar, because you know there's no there's no expo in the radio. There's just expo on the controller itself. If you're talking about V-bar, um, so I was overall happy. Um, you know, it didn't it didn't take long to be happy with a rotor head and how it was controlling itself. Uh, the tail, I, I, I wish it had more. Um, And that's the the, the pros and cons that stuck out to me the most and how it flew. Um, The integration, it it was nice and the, you know, because... Uh, Spectrum was ultra safe and it would kick, you know, you, you kind of went backwards on things at times, whereas on this one, you dork it around with settings. You could just sit there with the setting and, and stare at it and go fly the model, set it down and adjust it some more or have a friend reach across and kind of adjust it as you fly, uh, much like people do with a V-bar. Um,
3: Hang, hang on a second. So... You said you you, do you you didn't feel like all the tail settings were there that you wanted to be there. Hmm. No. In my opinion, I think they were there. You just had to really go in and dig for. It wasn't it.
1: about digging for them. It was just that I kept having to go at them. Uh, one of the things that 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 I do. One of the things that came across to me quickly was this was kind of like Spectrum in the way that. One or two, one or two points in a setting didn't mean a whole hill of beans. <laughs> if you wanted mm-hmm. to see a difference, dial up the number. You needed to dial up that number, and uh, so it was much like spectrum in that manner. You needed to dial up some numbers. You weren't going to move at one or two points and be like, "Oh, that made a world of difference." Nope.
3: Um, so, were you not happy with your tail settings at the end of the day?
1: No. Uh, The first thing that came about was...
3: Is that your fault or the the Flybarless' fault, though?
1: (sighs) A little bit of it I would call my preference. A little bit of it I would call the Protos. And the rest of it I'd call the Flybarless controller. Um, Our our older version of the Protos, I would not say, has a very stiff tail control. And so it can be soft on stops out of the get-go. And that becomes really apparent, like I, I know when, from the original flights that the tail stops are low. And when I flew it with the CGY, I, I I cranked it up, I cranked the stops up. A lot of the other Flybaros controllers have had stops that are fairly cranked up from the get go, or you don't have to move it very far. And it gets the point like, hey, this guy wants to stop the tail. <laughs> But on this one, it was I started cranking up the stops and I looked back over the guy and was like, no, I need to stop playing with these stops for a moment and I need to go work gains. And I start working gains, you start working gains, and you're like, keep working gain, keep working gain. You're like, okay, are we gonna get anywhere soon with this? And so it was it's just a lot of time. It was a lot of time, I would say, when it came to the tail to get it where I wanted. It. And after three batteries, I was like, I could go spend another two batteries working this tail. I think that's I think that's where it come down to is just how much time it took to get where I was liking it better and better and better. Cliff, does that make sense?
3: No, it it does. I just wanted to make sure that you didn't feel like the setting wasn't there for you to get to. No,
1: um, Spirit had tons of settings. Spirit has tons uh, has lots of settings. Um, no real challenge there is just, you know, one, the numbers need to be cranked. And then two, there is an order of operations to go through, and the guide was a, a is, is a the guides the guide to figure out how you should work out adjusting it. Uh, yeah, the quirkiness reminds me a lot of Fataba. I could I could see how folks may get upset with it, or the quirks may bother them with it. Um, but I am betting if you are. If you have purchased your way into the Jetty or Spirit ecosystem, you could probably look past its its quirks and not get angry and continue flying. Um, we do have the benefit of being able to walk away from these things at the end of the day.
3: <laughs> I do agree with that. the 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 settings are there. Um, you might have to spend a little teeny tiny bit of extra time that some people don't, but they are definitely there to get you to. Have it how yeah. you want it to be.
1: Yeah, because I, I do wonder between like Spirit and Bavarian Demon. The Spirit has way more settings, but to my knowledge, they use the identical rescue code. So I do. And and the price point on a Spirit, that's another pro. Um, do you all remember what the price point is on it? I, I don't. Isn't it like 180 or two something? Um, off their website it's two hundred and forty seven dollars. Yeah. And how much is a demon? Oh, demon's like three hundred. Right. Uh on the on the flip side though, I think Bavarian Demons in the US. Yes.
5: Still, I think Brain is still the MVP when it comes to the price point of a decent flybarless unit.
3: Their rescue is a tea tiny bit harder to set up though. Uh,
1: that's that's the bigger thing is that Spirit and Bavarian Demon are the only ones, to my knowledge, who are using uh, what's what's the right term for it, Mike? A uh, dead reckoning? Um,
4: yeah, dead reckoning.
1: I think that's the right term because they basically know how to get back to where they started in the fewest amount of commands. Mm-hmm others are relying upon right. you know everybody else in the industry is relying upon the uh accelerometer and as many have experienced your accelerometer based upon vibration of the model can think it is in uh can think it's in australia and wants to head back to the us
3: <laughs> which is through the ground
1: which is through the ground um 384 is what the Bavarian demon axon is listed out on heli direct for pre-order
3: like a hundred and what a hundred and
1: forty hundred and forty bucks. bucks yeah
3: cheaper 140 yeah. bucks cheaper yeah
1: um both
3: both are great both are fantastic at at with yeah. their rescue just 140 bucks is 140 yeah. bucks
1: no i it, it'd be interesting to spend some more time with the spirit uh outside of the protos but uh the length of time it, it keeps it takes to get going and And I bet, I bet. So the sad part is when we get when we get moving forward to do the 760. Cliff's knowledge may come back to him, and he may get moving forward with the 760. In programming it to fly once he's at the field, to program it to get it airborne is probably going to take Cliff a moment.
3: If I remember right, programming it, so programming the 760 is not that big of a deal. It's a, it's a pretty, it's a great dry rope and it programs relatively easily. But when you start putting conditions into it, when you want it to not have, but so much travel on bank
5: one or that kind of thing, that's where I starting into issues. Yeah. And the only reason why you would need that is if you want to play around with different conditions or if you are flying FAI.
1: Yeah. Well, it no, not
5: But for a typical 3D pilot you do not need necessarily need that. It's it's helpful and it is there to improve what you want to get out of it, but you te- technically do not need it.
1: The sad the sad thing for when it comes to the CGY is all five of us have experience with it. And three of the five of us actually fly him actively right now. Uh, Four of the five of us used to fly it actively. So that fly barless, uh, it may not get the same shake as the others do.
5: Oh, no, it'll still get a shake out of me. I mean, like I mentioned earlier that I just programmed the first one after two years. So I have a basic understanding, but that I haven't tuned it actually i that was just set up so cliff's doing that so as far as tuning wise i'm still it's been two years since i've tuned it so let's go (laughs) now i can assure you as far as the 760
3: goes i have i have forgotten everything that i did know about putting conditions in but as far as just making it fly i don't it's it's not that bad of a it's not that bad not it's the conditions that are make it
1: bad. And and we don't put we haven't done conditions on any of these. We we've purposely no. left that. We haven't done
3: conditions, we haven't done rescue, we haven't done any of that kind of yep. stuff on purpose.
1: Oh uh, yeah, because our big thing was to see how they fly. Um and you know it, 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 to sum up my thoughts, this one flew well. It just took a lot of time to get to it flying well. Uh Tapalo, you wanna add your thoughts?
4: uh well i like the okay so i guess the disclaimer is that i'm used to jetty and uh yeah
1: i own one i've had it for a while you've had it you've had it since 2013 or 14 it was
4: like 15 you had like
1: you, you had it for our second Joe and all didn't yeah it's
4: you? A, you know i know when it came out because it's when v bar control came out is when i got it because all everyone was fire-selling every other radio. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, was. yeah. Yeah, and I got it dirt cheap. And it ended up being a really good radio. Anyway, um, like I said, the disclaimer is I designed this kind of crap for a living, right? So it's kind of a ringer. Uh, talking to it, not so bad. The whole make sure you save your settings thing, like, honestly, 90% of the grief I would have had with Shaggy. He's going to kill me for this. <laughs> um, RTFM. I ran into the same thing with the demon before I even touched the damn thing. I went and looked for the guide
3: or the setup manual. Wait, wait, wait! We didn't have an M. We didn't have an M to to read. Yeah, there's a whole wiki online. Got to look online for it. That's a whole other thing.
4: Yeah, it does Google search, mother. Hey, let me Google that for you.
5: Hey, now I did RTFM and I couldn't find jack shit.
4: Well, then you didn't
5: RTFM. <laughs> I did RTFM and I found it, and it still I didn't. I read through everything. And it still did not make a lick of sense. Dude, that setup
4: guide was pretty good. You just had to go line by line. I did, mother******. There, it was, like, the way they described some things was a little bit, um, Scandinavian, put that way. But otherwise, it wasn't, wasn't bad. It flies Gibberish. deep. I mean, was able to get the head block it pretty well. What was it, Robert? Three or four batteries? Yeah, yeah. Screwing around with it. And then, um... And the tail I was able to get like okay, but I, I think I called it after like four or five batteries of flying it, because I was under the impression we were <laughs> under a time crunch. <laughs> yeah. How'd that work out? I could have flown that thing so many more times.
1: The fun the fun thing is is that uh I went to Bing's uh chat GPT and I and I asked it, is there a guide for the spirit GTR tuning? And it said, Yes, there's a tuning guide available for Spirit GTR. You can find it at the Spirit System website, and it gave me three links. It said the tuning guide expects the advanced parameters to set to default. There are basic parameters that you have to set at the beginning, for example, the setup wizard, but others are useful to adjust feeling and flight characteristics. I hope this helps. Let me know if you have any other questions. <laughs> yeah, and it gave me uh, store.spirit.system.com, manual.spirit, and uh, spiritsystem.com. Yeah, it gave me... You need to install some chat GPT on your phone, Shaggy, so you can just ask ask the ask the AI how to tune it for you.
3: I so much hated that thing. <laughs>
1: what do you got left? What do you got left to Paul since I interrupted you?
3: Uh, I think I'd say, uh,
4: I think a solid seven or eight out of 10, but th- the minor experience I had with it, I will throw a shade at the industry though. I enjoy doing that. Was that, uh, this unit from very early on, uh, I think Tomas or however you say his name, cause he is Czech. Um, He's a really receptive guy on the forums, and if you contact him. So when I brought up, hey man, uh, 760 servos, question mark? Like a year before we did this review, the guy really quickly was like, oh yeah, it supports that in code. Let me go add that to uh, the UI and everything so you can get at it. And I asked him at the same time, I was like, "Okay, well, you can run 760 mode. It means you can talk to the servos, whatever. That's not difficult. Does your control loop run fast enough to take advantage of that? And he's like, yeah, you know, it's it's over a killer. It's like sold. And that was quick, and this was before you know I mean, I'm just going to say it the programmers I, I would actually I would think the salespeople were um busy telling everyone that seven sixty is stupid and there's zero point and you're dumb for thinking you should try it, and now they sell it as a selling point. It's
1: all good it's it's all bad until I think it's all right.
5: it's
4: Germans. German friends have told me it's that's German culture. If you want their product, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that it does work and the guys are really receptive. So that's nice. Um, but it does support it. It, it well, when we reviewed it, it was this was before V. Bar had made their announcement. And uh, as a side note, I found out brain also officially now supports it. GG Rick, it only took two or three years. <laughs> Don't worry, you can throw shit at me over the microglome. By all means, go for it. <sighs> Anyway, yeah, uh, decent unit. I mean, if I wasn't already deep in bed with the uh, brain, I'd probably try one out. I wouldn't be upset on anyway. Granted, you'd have to honestly ask me that three months after ownership True. is the rule I tell people um, because tiny phase, but there's a chance there's a decent chance I wouldn't hate it by then.
1: No, at the price point, it's that we we were having trouble finding one because I reached out to them and they were they were responsive and supportive. You know what unit is should I test? Considering they they've gone through generational hardware changes, and they were like GTR, and then I, I didn't really want to spend money. But then at two hundred forty seven dollars, it's like it's not a bad price. We can just go buy one <laughs> compared to a lot of the gyros we've tested. So, but we did find one uh, to borrow. Um, yeah, we've had this on the model what since November.
2: Yeah. yeah since Thanksgiving. yeah, Isn't it it. Steve? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so we got to give it back to Steve.
1: I talked to him about it. I talked to him about a spring fling. He's not even mad. (laughs) He's not even mad.
3: He doesn't even know we still have it. He doesn't even know he has Uh it. I still just remember leaving Urcha and having to catch up with him at that Love's gas station. And (laughs) here he goes walking into this Love's gas station you know, this little Korean dude. I'm like, a dude's got a bomb. He's got a bomb. And... <laughs> oh, you did.
1: I, I did. I added a telerotor <laughs> sticker to the to the box. Me. And then <laughs> on yes. the bottom side, it's uh, on the bottom side on his feet. So he won't really notice it when you set it down. And, and folks will notice it when it gets set on the table to be opened.
5: For I'm keeping this audio in for people who want to know you're just gonna have you're to gonna wait have and see,
1: to see it, um, it is, it's special very, very special, special. Very I was special. gonna put it on the inside, but the uh the foam is glued in the case, and I did not really feel like tearing the foam up to put a sticker on in it so yeah so you're you're uh you got a bomb you got a bomb uh uh gas station uh, uh uh, comment on the travel back from Urcha in what, 2020?
3: The funniest thing was he just stood there looking at me. He's like, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> What do I do, yeah. man?
3: Matt, you know, my daughter, Maddie, she was standing right beside him, and they're both just looking at me like, uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> meanwhile,
4: at the freaking store, clerk, man, meanwhile, he's just like thinking to himself, cock shotgun menacingly. <laughs> and that's the story about how we almost lost our friend
1: okay anyone got anything else on this thing before we're going to close out
3: close this no it's a it's a great unit it really is and the jetty is is probably a a great transmitter but man you can't come from not knowing anything about it at all to try to set it up on a weekend and expect to (laughs) get there
4: Jetty is um Jetty is a very different mentality of programming. Anyone who's done OpenTX or EdgeTX or Ethos will jump right in. But it's it's the whole idea of there are no predefines. You you define the defines and that it, it throws people for a loop when you're used to years of Futaba gives you a, a flap mode or there's a gyro mode or it's a helicopter. And that's it. It's it's hard coded. Jetty um yeah, Jedi's like the other ones where it's got presets, but God help you, if you want to get wild, you can do it and you can really ruin some stuff. It's like Linux. You know, it tells you one time the first time you ever use sudo on a system. Hey, bro, you can uh, you can really f*** up with this. You should be careful. Okay, bye. You've bye. been warned. Do you want to delete your whole root directory? <laughs> Fucking go for it, okay. man.
1: Okay. Close out. Check out the other great heli-podcasts. Please comment on iTunes or Podbean. Help others find the show. If you have questions, feel free to email us. Upcoming events we are attending. I threw down Ohio Heli Throwdown. And uh, what's after that that we're attending? Dragonfly. Dragonfly, Dragonfly. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. No, Dragonfly is before that.
2: Is it? Yeah.
3: Really? Dragonfly is, is kind of mid to end of June. And uh, Ohio is July.
1: Yeah, they always do the fourth weekend of June, third or fourth weekend. Well, then, yeah, the first event you should be seeing is as Dragonfly. Next event, you'll see some of us at is Ohio Heli Throwdown. And I went ahead. Well, I was just
3: going to say pre-registration is open for Ohio. And if you go ahead and sign in now, you will get a free T-shirt. I like T-shirts.
1: I like LAMP uh and i finished up the uh the 2023 heli calendar uh, the other day and so the uh, link to the heli calendar is in the link to the show notes which if you scroll down in your favorite podcast app you should see a link there so you can go find this stuff our show notes are our notes and links for the episodes Uh, lastly remember we're in discord if you'd like to chat with us or other heli buddies in real time search Teleroy or find the invite on our Facebook page and lastly thank you all listeners and uh, see you at the field soon see ya or in the camper
5: hey Hey. (laughs) party in
2: bring your (laughs) dogs take it easy
5: Thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode as we enjoy taking the time to make them. If you have any questions regarding the show, such as future topics, events, or anything else, you can send us an email at telerotor at gmail.com or on Facebook, search Telerotor. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the field.
1: Welcome to the bloopers for this episode. We recommend you listen to them in private as the audio is loud and the subject matter a bit sophomoric. Enjoy. Hello, welcome, Telerotor RC. This is episode fifty-four, and I am clipping quite badly. Yes, clippings.
5: The clippings. 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 This is Telemoto podcast.
1: (laughs) Hello, welcome, Telerotor RC. God, I'm still clipping. What the actual hell?
5: Turn that shit down, yo.
1: Goddamn, Robert.
4: The Clibbons, they're coming for you. Clibbons.
1: In a moment, I'm about to helicopter in front of this camera.
2: No, you won't because you don't, you're riding on, you're doing it on a motorcycle. That shit better motor- be 90 degrees, Robert, or I'm not going to be in trouble. <laughs> 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 Look at Charlie in here.
4: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, knew I just got done doing a whole class with Well, I mean, that's what we did, but I taught Charlie how to hurricane. like an M2 helicopter. Well, oh, get him in here, man. He's an expert on hurricanes now. I heard that. Well, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, oh, yeah. bullshit. Well, apparently, yeah.
5: my recording is all f-ed up it. because <laughs> it's recording. Every- oh, geez, because it's recording everyone's. But I I have it on the. I, I don't know why it's doing this. Uh, I don't
4: know why this by technical
5: difficulties. You, you're running I, your broadcaster, right? Yeah, but I've always had it where you have a multi one, which, okay, that records everyone. You guys talk.
1: You guys talk.
5: You guys talk. Oh, okay. No, it doesn't. You got to touch
1: Okay, your nose. I figured it out.
5: Touch your nose, Shaggy.
1: <laughs> touch your
5: nose.
3: You're not doing it.